This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. You're listening to episode 36. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Of the in-between podcast where you'll hear simple solutions for living an extraordinary life. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Well, that was a little intimidating. It's my mama voice when you're in trouble. (laughs) Well, not you, (laughs) but uh, you mostly get a look and that is not projected through the podcast. So I gave you the the spiel when I say to the kids like "Mm," with the pointing finger. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, today we're going to be talking about netiquette. Etiquette on the net. Mm -hmm. On the net. Who calls it the net anymore? I don't know. What do you, is it social etiquette? Med- etiquette on the <laughs> I interwebs. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was kind of catchy, netiquette. No, yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is catchy. I'm just, I don't think I've ever heard anyone call it the net. In other words, we're going to be talking about teaching our kids online manners. Because I don't know how old y'all are who are listening, but at least for Daniel and I, we can actually remember a time where we did not have the internet. I can even remember a time we didn't even have a computer in our house. Yep, I remember that too. Yet children who are born these days, and in fact, I'm pretty sure it's now sophomores in college, will have never known a time without Google. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Do they know what AOL is, do you think? Probably not. <laughs> do they know what dial-up is? Uh, maybe it's like a fond, maybe it's like a, you know, a distant memory. Like a foggy memory? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what to say. I feel so old right now. Yeah. And even more so now, even our four-year-old, I mean, he's known how to swipe on the iPad, mm-hmm. make pictures bigger, smaller, play games. I mean, even before he could talk. <laughs> yes. He actually has... Um, locked me out of a few apps and I was like, I don't know how to get back on this. (laughs) Actually, I was listening to a radio show and um, apparently this four or five year old boy charged like, I think $2,000 worth of Amazon stuff to his mom's credit card. And she had no idea until two days later, thanks to Prime, all these toys started showing up at her front door. And she was like, what is happening? And so she went back and looked at her. um, Well, she doesn't check email for two days. I don't know. Maybe I have no idea. But somehow that happened. And then she explained it to Amazon and Amazon graciously would take it back. That... It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so savvy of that four-year-old. <laughs> I also heard this two-part series called Screen Time on TED Talks. I'll link it to the show notes. That's inbetween.org slash episode 36. And they were talking about how being on the internet, we're actually projecting a digital portrayal of ourselves. Mm. And one of the psychologists was talking about how it's sort of like, you know how they talked about cyborgs way back in the day. It's sort of like where these cyborgs now where we live in the physical world, but we also live in the digital world. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we replace present experiences with others scrolling through the past experiences of other people online? Right. So when you think about that, I mean, 
this is, I mean, if this is now, I remember what, even a year ago, one time in the bathroom before the girls took a shower, Victoria was like, uh, they were just brushing their teeth mm-hmm. and she was like, Hey, you know, when I'm older, I'm going to be on my phone. Mommy and daddy are always on their phone. Oh no! Yeah, and she was like, <laughs> why do adults always carry their phone around? And she was just talking about that. I was like, she wasn't even really talking to me. And I was like, uh, am I on my phone too much? All these observations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard too. Cause I mean, I think a lot of stuff in terms of our work and all of that is on our computers or on our phones. Yeah. And so we have really really tried to take a conscious effort to be like, okay, this is why we're on our phones. Well, mommy has to be on her phone for the next 10 minutes because I need to answer five emails or whatnot. But anyway, this podcast is not about that. This episode is actually about how, because we are so around in the digital world, how we need to be able to teach our kids manners in both the real world, like the physical world, as well as the digital world. Yeah. So what inspired the podcast, Christina? Oh, well, this is a lovely story. So we're on Instagram at In Between Show, and I had posted an image um, that I thought was a wonderful quote. And a lady posted on the bottom, you know, of those comments, and she left a very, very straightforward message. Actually, she left three. First was this um, pointing out one grammatical error. And then the second right after was trying to explain the first post of her grammatical error. And then the third one was basically like, this was after I was like, thank you so much for pointing this out. It just kind of proves that we are imperfect and what our podcast is all about, that we want to get the message out. And sometimes we're just not perfect and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And then she responded back and was like, oh, oh, I love what you're doing. I just want to make sure you have your best foot forward. And so I'm like, you know, everybody kind of looks around. So I'm, I click on her profile. There's no profile picture. There's no posts of anything. There's no like any pictures. Exactly. So I was like, Hmm, well, the fact that you quote unquote want the best for me Mm. and yet you're basically a troll that doesn't coincide does it i'm surprised it? there wasn't a picture of a bridge <laughs> <laughs> so when you when when you when you experienced that right when you were going back and forth with her and 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 wrestling through that uh, what popped into your mind as you were kind of processing and and, and trying to wrestle through those emotions well first i was like who has time to go and look for grammatical errors in other people's posts because i saw she's in a follower she is not a person who likes our posts all the time. And so I don't even know how she found our feed, really. I don't, maybe she's connected by a friend. I don't know. I have no idea who this person is. And so I was like, really? This is what you have? Like, is she on her lunch break? Mm-hmm. And this is what she wants to do with her spare time? Or she's sitting on the couch with no friends or no family to go talk to. And so she has to, you know, butt her head into other people's lives I don't know and then the second part of what I was thinking was I was like hmm does this person even know that she was coming across as really rude because I am like 99% sure that she wouldn't have the audacity to come up and say that to my face because she doesn't know me like you don't walk up to somebody and say you know oh I overheard a conversation you were having with your friend and you should have said whom instead of who I mean telltale signs 
of a troll. I remember on one of one of my other podcasts, we were interviewing Bob Goff. Oh yeah. So like the most loving. Oh my goodness, like he's happy amazing. Yes. Kind of guy out there. And what was fascinating about the interview is we were talking about trolls. I don't know why we started talking about trolls. Okay. Uh, but he he basically he does two things. He call you he he ducks people. What does that mean? So if someone kind of peeves him off or upsets him or gets on the wrong side, mm-hmm. uh, he'll actually order baby ducks. You can order baby ducks and get the baby ducks delivered to their house. Oh, how does he know where they live, though? Uh, you can find out where everyone lives. Oh, days, scary. I guess. Yeah, 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 scary, yeah. Bob. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, so he does that because okay. it's like, what are you going to do when you have baby ducks? Like, it's just you can't kill them. You don't like when you let them free. It's just right. it's a funny problem to deal with. The other thing that he does when it's online. Okay. So this is someone he knows. Oh, okay. Uh, when, when it's an online troll, instead of blocking them right away, mm-hmm. he'll actually go click on their profile and try to find something redemptive or nice about the person. Yes. And then like he that. blocks them. <laughs> <laughs> so like this person said this. At least, you know, they... Maybe they're having a bad day. Yeah. You know, there's something good about them. Right. Oh, (laughs) they volunteered in the hospital once every five years. Okay, uh, block. (laughs) Yeah, precisely. Well, the fact is, there has to be a better way, right? There has to be a better way than ducking. And you can't always block everyone, uh, especially when you see them on a regular basis. And even for kids, when they're in, you know, when everyone has... I mean, I was going to say when they have their own Facebook accounts, but I don't even know if they're going to want Facebook. Uh, when they have yeah. their own Instagram accounts, <laughs> right? And when they do that and it's friends at school, I mean, to block someone that you see on a regular basis, awkward. it is super awkward. Mm-hmm. So we need to teach our children to be good citizens on and off the internet. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, I loved how you said that we are responsible for teaching our kids manners both in the world and on the internet. Because I think as parents, because we did not grow up with the internet, we are so concerned with teaching them good manners, like say please, say thank you, open the door, hold the door, like all of that um, on a daily basis. But we don't have those conversations about what you're supposed to do when someone says something mean on the internet or you don't agree with something as someone said like what do you do then Mm -hmm. so let's get into it what's the first principle that we can teach our kids treat others the way you want to be treated the golden rule it really is it really is it has that name for a reason so when you are raising your children and i mean we're speaking to ourselves as well yes and we're interacting with hey how did the day go and and you know what what were your highs what were your lows and Mm -hmm. what made you happy what made you sad and and they start talking about their friends or they start talking about even in our previous episode talking about one of our children having written that hate note yes that she never ended up giving mm-hmm. uh, but but even the fact that she wrote that right when they bring up instances like oh these two these two boys right and they they do this quite often like mm-hmm. oh these boys are such troublemakers they're always <laughs> I can't believe you know you got they're talking out of when class. the teacher's talking exactly he got sent to the principal's office and, <laughs> and even one kid a couple years ago got expelled from the school mm-hmm. like in like in grade one well or, <laughs> he was choking the teacher so yeah. you know there were other issues happening there obviously yeah so it's easy 
to be like, oh, yeah, well, he should be. I can't believe anyone would do that. That is horrible. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, inadvertently, you're teaching your kids how to gossip. You're teaching your kids how to interpret situations like that. Right. So rather than doing that, the next time an opportunity or or an incident comes up where someone's talking about someone else in maybe a negative manner Mm -hmm. or a way where it can actually go downward spiral, I would say, hey, shift the conversation. Right. And and begin talking about, OK, uh, is there is there some, you know, is there is there maybe a positive quality about them? Mm-hmm. Why do you think they acted that way? Like, like really. And even our kids, one of them was getting bullied by a friend who and it was almost to the point of a little bit like emotionally abusive because the other girl would say that they're friends and that they were friends and then she would ignore our kids and then they would talk on the bus sometimes and not talk on the bus Mm -hmm. and it was just really confusing right for total mind games it really was it really Mm -hmm. was and and we were able to uh, ask them i was like okay why do you think she's acting that way right let's talk about what's going on what do you think what do you know is going on actually behind the scenes in their home mm-hmm. and growing that empathy in them they're actually able to to begin empathizing and and they actually reframe that reframe the entire situation so daniel i love the points that you were talking about how to handle situations um maybe a little bit of bullying or you know gossip in the real world now when we're talking about like the netiquette so the social media and all that aspect um, how can you apply those principles to that situation? Well, that's that's why starting with real situations in the real world are so important mm-hmm. because you're teaching your kids how to interpret real situations. Okay. And because that's that's what's going to then translate online because there's so much information these days. Right. And even when you go online and, and you're flipping through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, even for like 10 minutes can you remember everything that you've just flipped through no i mean it's all. so many people's lives so right. many in- so, so many, many images exactly that it's hard to even have a conversation with your kids and be like hey who did you look at online on instagram mm-hmm. i mean they, like you just wouldn't ask that that's just kind of a really weird, weird. question yeah, awkward but you're teaching them how to view Mm-hmm. Right. You're teaching them, you're giving them the tools to to be able to adjust the lenses I and say, that. OK, hey, in this incident, in, in not incident, in this instance, uh, you need to unfocus mm-hmm. because that stuff's garbage. And in these other instances, I can't say instances. <laughs> I keep on saying incidents. <laughs> Uh, you need to focus in and engage. So that's why, you know, even coming up to the second point, we need to be so wise about what we post. Yeah, Daniel, I love the fact that we're going to be talking about wisdom, every aspect of our lives. But before we get there, I did want to just mention one thing that you had said in point one that was phenomenal. And how we were talking about asking our kids questions like, how was your day? What was one thing that made you happy? What was one thing that made you sad, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it would be a really great question to ask even in the Internet aspect. Like, is there anything today that someone said on the Internet that made you happy or that made you sad? Um, Was there one thing that you did on the internet or in comments that you were able to be kind or you were able to be courageous? Mm. So maybe they saw... A friend getting bullied, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about later in the podcast. And they decided, you know what, I'm not just going to comment on this. I'm actually going to take it and, you know, talk to the teacher or talk to my friend. Like, how are you doing? I had no idea this was happening. I love that. I really love that point because you're you're teaching them empathy there, right? Mm -hmm. You're teaching them. It's I mean, because online, it's so easy to be passive. 
I mean, if if you have a friend getting bullied right in your face, yes, you could choose not to say anything. Mm-hmm. But there's that emotional, oh, but my friend sees me, and you know, I I should act. Right. There's kind of the, it's different than online. Where maybe you could just say, oh, well, I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm just going to scroll on. Exactly. Okay, Daniel, let's go back to point number two. So we need to teach our kids to be wise about what they post. Yeah, because comments, pictures, posts, uh, I mean, they don't disappear. What? But what what about Snapchat? And what about Instagram stories? Like those don't disappear? Screenshot, screenshot, Exactly! And there's actually... Okay, you know how sometimes on on the news and stuff, they pull up people's tweets that were deleted? Oh, no, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. because, sure because you know, you, you would think if you delete your Facebook post or your tweet or this or that, it would be gone. But there's actually a website on the internet that captures archives of everything that happens. So what? even though you deleted it, uh, yeah, you could go back and find it and like so, unbury it or yeah, something yeah no for sure i mean you gotta know what you're doing right but it things don't really disappear i mean even i remember a few years ago when the boston marathon bombing happened mm-hmm. the for halloween a lady dressed up as one of the like as if like with with the marathon tag on her shirt okay bloody as if she got amputated on one oh, arm, like she, as, as, so as a victim. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I mean, and she took a picture of it. Oh, she lady. dressed up as that for work. I mean, she got fired. She got death threats. Oh, rude I mean, awakening! Yeah, people showed up at her parents' house. They found her driver's license, oh posted on online. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. And I mean, part of it is yes. It, it does sometimes seem that online can be separate, mm-hmm. but these days it's not. No, our lives are so intertwined. And I think we especially need to portray that to our kids and to really help them and warn them of saying that, you know, everything you do, whether in the real world or the digital world, has consequences. Um, I know a lot of apps. I'm sure I can't even imagine the apps that are going to come out when our kids get older. But like, for example, Snapchat, we were talking about before, like they are, they're part of their marketing scheme is saying, hey, this is just a, a quick photo and then it's gone for life. So be crazy do something that you never Mm. thought you would do have that 30 seconds of boldness and adrenaline shot afterwards yeah even when i've hired interns in the past for our team or or hire team members i will always always look them up on the internet i'll stalk them on facebook Uh social media platforms google them try to find whatever i can because anyone can make themselves look good on a resume Right. But I'm I'm trying to find, hey, is there something that they're hiding? Is there something that's not posted? And that's why I'll even scroll back if I can find them on Facebook. Okay. Uh, and I'll just scroll back and just see, okay, what is there is there anything out of the ordinary here? Well, along with that, I know one of my friends, um, she's probably about ten years older than I am, and she was applying to be a police officer in Canada. So she emails me out of the blue. We haven't talked maybe in about 15 years. And she was like, do you mind if I use you as a reference? And I was like, okay, sure. Why? And she's like, because I have to give the police department all of the weddings I have been to. 
And I was like, are you kidding Weddings? Me? I, I like, don't know why. Wedding. Do I don't anything. know if it's because maybe in those times, like you're a little bit, you let loose a little bit more because um, it's a big party or whatnot. So they wanted to know, you know, how you would interact in a big crowd or perhaps with, you know, different substances around or whatnot. So I just think maybe now the police department wouldn't have to do that. They would just scroll back and look, you know, through seven, 10 years worth of Facebook and see how you were in high school and how were you in big parties Mm. and all of that. Now, the next point uh, is about constructive criticism. And that's such a funny word, constructive criticism, because it's still criticism. (laughs) Yes, it is. Supposed to kind of build you up? (laughs) Yeah, but after tearing you down. (laughs) So if you get built up to where you're you were before you got torn down. I don't know how helpful that is. Maybe trying to build a stronger foundation. I yeah. don't know. But but the fact of the matter is, as you're scrolling through, as your kids are scrolling through online, there's sometimes where maybe someone misspells something and you want to provide constructive criticism. Right. To like help the them put example. their best, best foot forward. forward. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or it's... Quotable. Or you see something that maybe your friend or your uh, family member took and posted online and you're like, ah, did you really think about that? Mm-hmm. And so so we have these feelings. So when, when we come across that and we are tempted to say something or we get that urge or, you know, and this is all about teaching our kids. I mean, first of all, we need to do it well. Yes. Right. We need to show them that. But but when we're teaching our kids, hey, when you get to that point or even at school in real life, IRL, right? Mm-hmm. In real life, uh, your friend is doing something stupid. I mean, this is the best way to approach it. A lot of it does transfer. But what 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 are some principles around providing constructive criticism or or when we shouldn't provide it even though we get that urge? Well, I really don't think you need to provide constructive criticism for people that you don't know. Yeah, like you were it's saying, just criticism. exactly. There's nothing constructive about it. There's nothing that you're like, even though that lady did say, I'm trying to help you put your best foot forward. You have no interest in my life. Yeah. You have no interest even in our podcast. You have no interest in what the message was trying to convey, because if that was the case, I think you would have or she would have at least put a little bit like, wow, that may really made me think. By the way, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the classic sandwich. Mm-hmm. Is the sandwich even a good idea? You know, build them up, tear them down and build them up again? I think it depends. Okay. Right? So because we talked about in a previous podcast where if we're saying something and then we add in the but that kind of negates it, right? Mm-hmm. You did such a great job, but you missed this. And so that's like, oh, did I really do a great job? However, I do think if you know the person and you really do want to say something that would help them enrich their lives or help them improve something, I do think that you should start with something positive and start with something that encourages them. Yeah. And and that's because as human beings, we always tend to focus on the negative. I mean, even on my recent book or even the, the last couple books, Amazon reviews are are super important and I've gotten a ton actually most of the reviews are five stars but that four star that three star <laughs> and even uh, on my uh, one of the audible reviews uh-huh. I think someone gave me a one star on some aspect of how I narrated something okay do you ever wonder though like and maybe we need to teach our kids this because I think sometimes people think one star is good like one star is the best and then five stars is the worst because I have seen honestly I have seen on Amazon reviews I've seen in other ones where it's one star me like 
best product no, ever. That's and like, I was like, no, you no, don't understand. It's not like yeah, that. They're troubled individuals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, their world is skewed. So make and, sure your yes. child isn't troubled. Uh, no, no, five, five is, is always the best. better than one. Five is always better. You than like one. five cookies better than one cookie? You're gonna give five stars yeah, instead it's of one. The cookie rule. <laughs> yeah. Everything so, transfers, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're typing, okay. So so let's say you know the person. Yep. You know the person, know. and you're about to type something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important that you type. You would type it the way that you would say it to them. I mean, I think this is pretty much of a universal understanding now. Okay. But what caps lock? all caps represents <gasps> yeah it, it really does look intimidating it does like, i don't know what it is to all the other lowercase like calm letters yeah so obviously most people understand the all caps mm-hmm. rule okay but after that if you're using a lot of ellipses like a lot of dot dot dots like it can really mean something different. Oh, because people are like, hmm, what, yeah. are, what are they trying to say that they're not saying? Exactly. Almost, what, a, what a great photo, dot, dot, dot. Or you'd be like, I really like you. Dot, dot, dot. Like, uh, you wouldn't even say that in person. Be like, yeah, you're so cool. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. it doesn't translate in real life yeah. or, you know, on the internet. Yeah, and that's why emojis, a lot of times you can do the dot, 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 and you can use emojis. But here's the thing. Emojis can be misinterpreted as well. Mm-hmm. Especially if, you know, they can be they can be interpreted as sarcastic. Right. Uh, they can be interpreted as... You know, oh, is there a hidden meaning behind this? Mm-hmm. So that's why you, you need to fun of me? exactly. So that's why you need to be uber clear, especially when it's constructive criticism. Now, if you're just making fun of someone, you know, because you're friends and you're right. just and you're or you're just playing around or you're nothing is criticism. It's just you're t- texting with one another, mm-hmm. or messaging with one another. That's fine. But when it comes to criticism, people seem to be overly sensitive. They, and yeah, reading into a lot more than needs to be read into um okay so what are your thoughts about exclamation marks because i actually love them i look back do you love them i do really really love them but i feel like that is (laughs) like that's you know how you're saying like write it as you would talk yeah. I'm a very animated person. And so when I'm writing and I'm typing it out, I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. You know what that reminds me of? What? That time in Montreal, our friend, one of our friends, I don't want to embarrass him, <laughs> but he's German. I know you and we, he had, we had just met him. He was one of our leaders at the church. Oh my goodness. And you looked at him and he had really nice shoes. Very, very I mean, nice shoes. He's European, right? Yes. So he knows how to dress. And they were so white. Yeah. Like, so clean. So what did you say to him again? I said, man, I love your shoes. Like, and they're so white. I can't believe it. How do you keep them so clean? And, and I said it like that. Yeah, and I think it was like over a year later, uh-huh. he was like, when when he got to know you, right? initially he had said, oh, like, wow, that was really mean, Christina. Why were you being so sarcastic? Like, I can't believe you would just rip me on my shoes yeah is what he was thinking right and he, he didn't told know me how that sincere. after and i was shocked i'm like what but i really do like your shoes yeah so that's where you know even i wonder what that would have been like with exclamation marks <laughs> well if you had an emoji with a thumb up and a white shoe i think it would have totally been clear oh i really hope he's listening i'll tag his wife oh that's good make sure to tag me too i want to see his <laughs> okay reaction. we'll do okay so we've talked about maybe the reasons why you would provide constructive criticism and how you would do it but when it all boils down really 
if you can provide that information in person, do it in person. Yeah, completely. Person first, phone second. Text third? Uh, text or email, preferably not. Right. If it's constructive criticism. But, you know, you always want to be able to convey your emotions and body language. I mean, verbal is only a small portion of it, too. Ugh, way to be awkward. <laughs> really? Like, how many people are actually going to do that? Okay, so I know so many people who will not confront the other person in person. So how do we, if that is even our generation, like us, how are we going to teach our kids to do that in person? Yeah, part of it is teaching them the empathy, mm-hmm. helping them understand and, and be able to have those conversations safely in the home right. and around the dinner table, building up those emotional, uh, the, the EQ skills that they'll need that, that are going to be so important, so important later on in life. Exactly. And I think also that as parents, we need to show and emulate the fact that we want to approach people. We want to be able to recognize the person who is helping us like load our cart. And we want to recognize maybe the people who bumped into us and who are like, watch out or something and be like, and look them in straight in the face and be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't see you Mm. rather than just ignoring them or as they walk away, be like, Oh, that person was so rude. Blah, 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 blah. So showing them, Hey, there are ways that we can diffuse the situation or even recognize that the person exists in the real world. Now, before we get to our last point, we wanted to play a quick clip from Audible on a great book that we highly recommend on this topic. It's called The TechWise Family, Everyday Steps for Putting Technology in Its Proper Place by Andy Crouch. Let's listen in. I can't possibly tell you how to handle the new app that your 15-year-old will want to install on her phone next week. I don't even know, honestly, how to handle all the technology my family and I already have. And I'm a certified geek who has loved technology. Ever since my dad brought home a computer terminal and modem in the 1970s, kids ask your grandparents what those were. But I do know this. If we don't learn to put technology in all its forms in its proper place, we will miss out on many of the best parts of life in a family. Wait, wait, that's it? (laughs) Why is it cutting out? It's good, isn't it? Audible, our sponsor for today's episode, is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash inbetween. That's our name, inbetween, to get started. That means you can get this book, The TechWise Family, for free or any other book that is available on Audible. It's really that easy. So just go to audibletrial.com slash inbetween to get started today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash in between. All right. So the last thing that we wanted to share on the episode was cyberbullying. <sighs> I hear so many stories, whether it be, you know, friends going through it with their own children on Facebook or even the news um, of just different stories of, of kids committing suicide and then and their parents didn't know anything was going on until you know they looked into their facebook or looked into their social media accounts and realized oh my goodness they were completely different online yeah 
So if you go to inbetween.org slash episode 36, you'll find some resources that we'll link to to know how to, to, to continue learning and to continue exploring this topic around cyberbullying. But, you know, so, so let's say after reading through that, let's say you have a hint or, or you're like, oh, how do I know uh, if they're being cyberbullied? Like, what are the warning signs that we can help our listeners glean from? Or, or pay attention to. Right. Well, I think if in anything that you realize that there's changes in certain attitudes or behaviors in your kids, um, that they were once like this, but now they're like this. So example, uh, changing in eating habits, whether it means like eating a lot less or eating a lot more, um, difficulty sleeping or maybe having unexplainable nightmares, maybe some declining grades or loss of interest in schoolwork mm. where they were really gung-ho about learning and always wanted to discover new things and be adventurous and, you know, having the courage to be wrong. And all of a sudden they're like, ah, like they're shutting down and you can see it in their school grades. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, even a sudden loss of friends or if they're wanting to avoid I mean, they're just not going out to the movies with their friends anymore or, yeah, or, or they don't want to hang out or with go them. To the football game yeah. or anything. Yeah, that or even decreased self-esteem. And maybe they always fought back, but now they're kind of passively just saying, oh, okay, sure, why not? Uh, any any major change in behavior is, is definitely a warning sign. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of kids don't actually ask for help, even though they may want it. So I came across stats that were saying that about 40% of the bullying incidents never go reported either to the school or to the parents. 40%? Mm-hmm. And the fact that bullying can even make you feel helpless, I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes sense that it doesn't go reported. Right. And maybe, you know, kids, you don't, they obviously interpret how the adult is going to act or react depending on how other situations have happened before. So maybe if you didn't make a big deal out of something beforehand, even though you obviously would make a big deal about this, they may be thinking, oh, my parents aren't going to care or they're going to turn it on me and be like, it's all your fault. Why Mm. didn't you fight back? You're stronger than this. You know, don't be a target. We've taught you self-defense. You should be able to karate chop that person. Mm. Like, you know, all of that. That's good. And that's why if, if you haven't listened to episode 33, uh, the, it's, it's called How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. So part of the, the point of episode 33 is, in a sense, if you think your kids are being cyberbullied or, or even if there are some principles in this around teaching them empathy or, or let's say you're just having a hard time talking to them and understanding them because they're growing up, that's going to be a great resource for you to, to grow in your ability to listen and to talk to them. So the other side of cyberbullying we need to talk about is what if your child is the cyberbullying? Oh, never, never. That yeah, can't right? happen. Right. No, not our perfect children. No, not at all. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the hate note. All right. Well, um, there are some warning signs to mm. look for. And actually, as we were going through this, and we've talked about this before, I think one of our children is actually a little bit more um, predisposed to oh. becoming a bully um, because this child is just... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here are the warning signs. Right. All right. They blame others for their problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't accept responsibility for their actions. 
they're competitive, they worry about their reputation or, or popularity. Right. They're increasingly aggressive yeah. or they have friends or are making friends who, you know, are bullying others. Yeah. Uh, it's such a gift to be parents, uh, such an honor, such a privilege to be parents. And, and really, it's our it's our responsibility to protect our kids mm-hmm. and to protect uh, our kids from hurting others as well. Yes. So, for example, for that child who we are like, oh, this child could be predisposed to bullying. Well, what are we doing to be proactive about that? We're making sure this child is not blaming others for their own problems. Mm. We're helping this child be able to see what is your role in this. You have to accept some of the responsibility, um, if not all the responsibility, if it's completely your fault. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you can take away one or two things from this episode that you can implement this week around the dinner table the next time you're connecting with your kids about their social media usage and next week we are going to be back episode 37 to talk about love and respect Mm, this is going to be a really good one so we would love it we would be honored if you could share this episode or even just the entire podcast with some of your loved ones if you want to tag them on social media share the website with them even if you wanted to connect with us on social media if you haven't yet already done so at in between show we would love to connect with you and even if there are some future topics that you want us to address and talk about we would love to hear from you so Thanks again for listening in and we will see you next week.